Welcome back to the ball, episode number 21, the big 2-1. Last time was the big 2-0, making our way on up there. How high do you think we're going to go, Byron? Tough. I don't think there's any limits to what we can do here. There you go. That was a trick question. <laughs> so we're going to start it off with some fan questions slash fan suggested topics. This one's coming from Dakota, and he's actually played at Southern Oregon University, and we played soccer together at TCC and he went over to Southern Oregon great great midfielder great engine you know that number 6 insurance we talked about mm-hmm. this is the guy you need if you're starting the midfield throw him in the middle there he'll keep running non-stop he's asking about Gareth Bale he wants us to talk about how Gareth Bale has found his form now uh, Bale has 5 goals and 2 assists in the Premier League so far in 6 appearances which, when he's been showing up, I guess, he's been scoring goals, putting a couple assists together. He's got three goals and one assist in the Europa League and seven appearances. So it's like, it's, it's, it's mediocre for a player of his, of, of his caliber, but it's still pretty good. If, if, he was, if his name wasn't Gareth Bale, we'd be like, wow, this guy's doing okay. Um, he has been scoring a little bit more often uh, lately. What do you think about Gareth Bale's most recent run of form? Yeah, like you said, he is putting up some numbers, but I think it's coming in spurts, and it's cu- the spurts that it is coming. It's against you know weaker competition. You know, the match where he had like, two goals and assists was against Crystal Palace. True. You know, uh, today again the, in the Europa League, Tottenham gets skunked. That's true. Against Arsenal, they yank Bale off the field. You know, there's there's this inconsistency. When he's great, he's great. And you can't even blame the age factor on him. Right? He's 31, which is sounds old in in in, in, foot, in world football terms, but it's not it's not really it's not really that old. Uh, Lewandowski's older than that. Uh, Guerrero, Aubameyang is older than that. Benzema and those those guys have still retained their form. Some of them even getting better, you know, as as time goes by. Um, I th- what do you think is the problem here? Well, I think it would have been nice right once he got signed if he got consistent play time you know he's really had to work himself into the Tottenham side mm-hmm. um, I think there's also might be a confidence issue I'm not sure definitely I also think he's just bored you know he's on 600,000 euros a week a week he's a three time Champions League winner at Madrid and he used to play at Real Madrid and now he's playing in the Europa League you know he's playing maybe, maybe he's not that excited to play uh, I, I think, but um, you know, and his game is really relying on his pace. You know, he has the, the older he gets, the little bit slower he gets, and maybe he was relying on that a bit too much. Uh, let's 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 see how he keeps on going through the season. And the second topic Dakota wanted us to touch on was if Kane is the best all-around striker in the world. I'll pose that question to you, Brian. What do you think? No, no, not right now. I think if you frame the question differently, is he the best striker in in England? Should he be starting for the English national team? Absolutely. Is he the best striker in the Premier League? I'd even give you that. But to look at you know, world football, you know, when there's a man Robert Lewandowski still out there, still putting up better numbers with a, a stronger side, I I don't think we're ready to make that statement. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree here. If you go all around striker, you know. Just because they're asking him to do so much, no one's doing anything. Uh, well, people are doing stuff in, in Spurs, but you know they want. He's 
like going tracking back he's tackling he's assisting he's got 13 assists you know they're asking him to score goals he's scoring goals he's got 16 um, the one disappointing part is the Europa League he only has three goals in the Europa League um, which kind of is going against my point but in the Premier League sure yes and around the world why not let's just give it to him man let's let's just give it to him <laughs> hey I, i'm willing to give kane a lot because he is a fantastic player and you know he's he's still young he's he's at the prime of his career he, he can keep growing but I, i'm just not prepared to make that leap yet i'm riding with you dakota i think i think kane is the best all-around striker in the world <laughs> now let's move on to the money and the bets so we made some bets last week um that did not go so well at least for myself brian how did your bets go well after after uh putting up a big old goose egg last week i i, I did get some earnings back but I'm, I'm still in the red i'm still losing money okay okay so first one was tottenham arsenal right i had my money on tottenham i was thinking there's no way Arsenal's gonna win this game, right? So I put thirty dollars in Tottenham. I think I would risk thirty to win like fifty-eight or something. And uh, Lamella comes in, does that little cheeky goal. I'm like, Whoosh. I'm like, wow, we're making money over here. But during the course of the game, Arsenal was in complete control. You know, I, there was only a few times when. Um, Tottenham would have a good stretch of possession, but it just seemed like they could never get their uh, hands on the game. Uh, like we mentioned, Bale didn't really do much. He got taken off and didn't really seem too bothered, if you if you ask me. Although, somehow Lucas Moura did win the man of the match. Um, Arsenal was in full control that entire game. Uh, Udegaard was very impressive to me. And I think he was the highest rated player on this Arsenal team during this game. And Aubameyang, apparently Aubameyang was uh, too late or late too many times to team meetings and he got put on the bench. You think it's a good disciplinary, rec- disciplinary action, putting your best goal scorer on the bench? Well, I'm sure there was more to it than just being late. I think there had to have been some other level of disrespect that occurred to have sat your arguably your best striker in a the North London Derby. There had to have been something more to the story. Um, but ultimately it didn't matter. Arsenal still came through and played well. Um Lacassette and Odegaard got on the, the score sheet and they dominated the game from the get go. hundred percent. So that's thirty dollars gone on my bid. Did you bid on that one? Well, I put a ten spot on Tottenham too. I you know Arsenal's just been so inconsistent, but I guess you could say the same about Tottenham. So Yeah, so that's a loss right there. Next game was West Ham United. Uh, only bet ten dollars on that game, but still lost. That's two L's in a row for me. So we're up to forty dollars lost now. Um, yeah, one nil. Man United. Harry Maguire, man of the match. West Ham didn't really do much. Um, you know, Rashford, Greenwood, Fernandez. James, McTominay, Fred. I mean, they had a pretty solid team back there. Watching the game, I was very... I was scared, honestly. I was like, well, I don't think West Ham is going to do it. Plus, no Lingardino on the other end. So, I didn't know what was going on. Um, 
very disappointing. 61 to 38 possession and 15 shots to seven. You know, it's six to two corners. It's it was it was a rough it was a rough game for me. You? No, agreed. You know, I put I put money on the draw. I thought it was going to come out even at the end of the at full time. Um, but Man United they they controlled the game. It was pretty clear. Um, you know, own goal sealed it for them. Uh, surprisingly, no subs made by Man United throughout the entire game. They didn't even go to their bench. They kept the starting 11 throughout. And it's also the second week we've gone unlucky um, in terms of lineups. You know, last week it was James being left out of the lineup for Everton. Now, no Lingardino for West Ham this week. He would have had a hat trick if he played. Yeah. It's, he also it's got, not our fault out here, guys. Exactly. And he's back in form and back on the English national team. We'll, we're going to talk a little bit on national teams a little later in the show. Um, I finished off my bets with obviously losing the parlay, so that's how oh, that was a heavy weekend, man. That's fifty dollars gone down the drain, mm. just like that. Now, now my balance is at seventeen dollars and eighty-four cents. You know, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. How's it looking over there? Well, I had one more game for the weekend that I that I put some money on here. Okay. Okay. If, you, if we go over to to Liverpool Wolves. You know, I'm still riding with my boys. I had to go um, put 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 my last twenty dollars down on Liverpool. Okay, okay, they came through for you. And this they time. came through. It's it's the first time in a while that I've been able to say that that they came through for me. Um, you deserve it, man. You've been you've been riding with your guys, and you know you stuck to it. Hey, you know persistence pays off sometimes. And so you know overall for the the weekend, I, I was still down fifteen bucks, but I did come out with a little bit of change at the end. Okay. Um. So not nearly as bad a week as as, as you had here, Suey. Good, 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 good. No, I had a I had a one horrible week. We're just losing money left and right. Now, you had Jota in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Is uh, you think um, Firmino getting kind of pushed out, nudged out? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think uh, Firmino wasn't even on the roster for the, the game against Wolves here. So he might have been resting or he might have picked up a knock in training. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what his story was. But I, I love to see Jota on the scoring sheet. You know, we, we need to have a consistent guy that we can bring on for that, that front three um, that can be relied upon and still get results. So that's huge for us. Plus, against his former team, you know, he had that extra motivation. So that's a, that's a good move. Good move there. And Salah... Not really active during this game. Are you having some concerns with your guy over there, the Egyptian king? No, not at all. I mean, he, he's still the leading goal scorer in the Premier League. And he can have an off night every once in a while. He's, he's still the man. What I think we need to talk about is the performance of the center backs. They held it down against Wolves and had two of the highest ratings in the squad. Yeah, it's it. It, it, it helps having Robertson and Alexander-Arnold still there at least. Um... But yeah, Kabak, fantastic. And uh, it's been very impressive. He's impressed me so far. Um, It's it's, going to be interesting to see how many different combinations you guys uh, keep doing back there. But you you think you found the one that works there with Phillips and Kabak sitting sitting down? It's the best of what we got so far. Yeah. 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 Now, we've lost money. But here at the ball, we, we don't get too down on ourselves. It's always time to... To, to come back and make some more money so we're creeping up on the international break so there's not too many great games uh, to choose from at least so I'm gonna risk the entire budget that I have left it's only $17 but 
you know, a risk is a risk. And I'm looking at this this line of fixtures, right? We've got Fulham and Leeds, Brighton, Newcastle, we've got Aston Villa, Tottenham, and we've got West Ham Arsenal. You think those are any good bets to make there? I mean, none none of them are, are getting me up and at them at four in the morning to watch these matches. But looking at the betting lines, there's a couple that do intrigue me. Speaking of the betting line, there was one that really, really intrigued me. This uh, Newcastle and Brighton uh, matchup here. So Newcastle is a plus 500. Why? Uh, I could not tell you. Right. But plus 500? You're telling me if I risk $17, I have a chance to win 85 Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what they're telling you. Well, that's exactly what I did, and that bet, that bet has been placed. Right? And that's safe, I think. That's safe. I was so excited about this one. I went to go bet, and I submitted my bet, and the, the, the app's telling me I got insufficient funds on my account. Uh-oh, too much Liverpool love over there. <laughs> a little bit too much. <laughs> so we had to readjust a little bit, but we're, 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 we're riding with Newcastle this match, and... Hell, that might get me up uh, to watch that one on Saturday. Oh, we'll be we'll be we'll be in the positives for sure if if we get that one through. So, uh, all, all the ball listeners, please watch that game with us, Newcastle Brighton. Let's win some money this weekend. The other one I'm seeing though was that Fulham Leeds matchup. That one's a good matchup. Leeds, who has been exciting, has actually gotten some significant results. We're the underdog in this matchup against Fulham, against who's, Fulham. Who's, who's up for relegation. Wow. So I had to put some money down on Leeds as well. Put some money down, man. We got to make some money back at this mm-hmm. point. We got to make some money back. I think this is the week. I think this is the week. We don't have any bias on these matches. This is, this is all just straight to the facts. And straight to the money, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for you new listeners, you might not be familiar with this next segment, but it started early on and it's coming back again. It always comes around during the international breaks because it's... Uh, it's a good segment to do because it highlights some key players on these international teams. Uh, more specifically, we're dealing with the U.S., so we're gonna co- we call this one across the pond. Usually, in across the pond, we take a look at the best United States uh, players who are playing in Europe, hence and hence the title. It's pretty clever there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this time, the U.S. has announced their um, lineup for these next friendlies. And what I'll do is hand it over to our resident uh, United States national over here. <laughs> and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the team, um, who they're, who, what games they'll be playing, and uh, what do you think, what are your prospects for this team that they have right now? There's been a lot of uh, excitement around this team. Yeah, a lot of excitement. You know, they just announced their roster for their March camp. They've got friendlies against both Jamaica and Northern Ireland. It's both very winnable matches for the U.S. Okay. Um, I think the the highlight of this camp is Yunus Musa, the um, 18-year-old, just announced that he is going to commit himself to the United States. You know, he had options. He's playing in the Liga, right? Sevilla. He's playing at Sevilla. He's played at the Arsenal Academy prior to that. It's captain, right? A captain of the the U18s um, in a friendly for England's national wow. team. So he had options, but he chose to come to the States. The red, white, and blue. And just to tell you how excited people are, the United States men's national team Instagram page made five separate posts just for this kid. So he's going to be one to to look out for. Must be good. 
must be good. Um, I think the one miss from this camp is Weston McKinney. He's coming off an injury after this, a couple Champions League bouts with Juve. Uh, but that said, we still have a good squad here, Sui, to work with. Oh, yeah. So we decided to do something um, just to have a little fun. We're, we're putting ourselves in the manager's role, and we're going to uh, pick our formation and what we think is the best team to put out there that would uh, give the U.S. the best opportunity to win. Now, I'll go first, and I'm running a 2-5-1 <laughs> with a diamond midfield. It's, v- it's very, very intricate over here. We play some very fluid football, <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it's amazing. So, goalkeeper, Zach Steffen. You know, he's, he's playing at City. Well, doesn't play that much, but hey, you, you got to be some type of player to even get on that bench, first of all. All right, so put him back there, safe hands. We've got Brooks and Richards as the two center backs. And then I'm doing some very, very aggressive wing backs. Right. So, Serginho Dests, which to me, um, I want to go out and say he's probably the best player on this team, honestly. Um, he's a regular at Barcelona, a regular. Maybe he doesn't say much now, but still, it's Barcelona, you know? And I've got him out there on the right, on the right side, right wing back. On the left, I've got Otasawi. A lot of people don't know who he is, but plays for Wolves. And he's listed as a midfielder, but the only time I saw him play for Wolves, he was playing outside back. So um, I thought it would be natural for him to go out there, you know, give give the opposing uh, midfielder some some trouble because he, he's very aggressive and he'll make his way down the line, maybe put some balls in. And in the middle, this diamond midfield, we've got Musa and Adams holding. We got Gio Reyna up top there in, in the middle, right right in the hole. And then Pulisic on the left side. And then Tim Weah on the right, uh, son of the legendary, legendary George Weah, who, by the way, is the only African player ever to win a Ballon d'Or. Yes. And up top, we've got Josh Surgeon. And hopefully he's up there scoring goals, doing what he does. And, yeah. Two five one with the diamond midfield. Now, hey, I for the most part I'm in agreement with the, the personnel. I'm gonna go for a little bit of different shape, a little a little more conservative. You don't like the shape? You don't oh. like two five one? I'm not I'm not prepared to rely on uh, Aaron or John Brooks back there by himself. <laughs> they're so they're solid players, man. They're solid. So I'm I'm shifting into a four two three one for uh, the U.S. U.S. national team here. Um, Largely same squad, you know. Zach Steffen's the obvious number one choice back there in goalkeeper. Um, Serginho Dest is a lock at the right back spot, along with John Brooks. You know, the first difference I have is I'm gonna go with Aaron Long down at center back, aside Brooks, as opposed to Chris Richards. You know, Richards, you know, obviously is the young talent from Bayern, but I, I do think he's too young yet to hold down that center back. Aaron Long's got a lot more experience, and he really hasn't made any significant mistakes back there for us. He's been solid. Um, another difference is I'm going Anthony Robinson at left back. Um, you know, that's a more natural position for him than with uh, Ot- Otasawi you don't, from you Wolves. Don't, you don't like Otasawi, the midfielder, dropping in and playing left back for me? No, I think I think we need somebody that's real comfortable in that spot, and that's Anthony Robinson at Fulham. That's fair, that's fair. Um, looking at that midfield, I'm going with that same uh, triangle in the midfield of Yunus Musa, who, after all this hype, I'm super excited to see him perform. He's only 18, right? Only 18 years old, and the sky's the limit. 
um, real true box-to-box midfielder. Alongside him is going to be Tyler Adams, and in front of them is going to be the playmaker, Gio Reyna. Smart, smart, smart. And then across that front line, it's same as you, Sui. We got Christian Pulisic, who I hope to reestablish himself as that best player. You know, I, I agree with you. He hasn't been getting that time at Chelsea to prove himself, but he still has the talent, and he still is going to be the most known and probably the most respected team on this player on the squad. Um, up top, we got the Jess Sargent, who's been doing well in the Bundesliga, and Tim Weah over on the right. Beautiful, beautiful. So you 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 went with a classic, huh? A little more traditional, yes. Traditional, okay, okay. That's good, that's good. Let's uh, keep a close eye on them. Their first game is Thursday, March 25th. They're playing Jamaica, 10 a.m. Then Northern Ireland, that's uh, Sunday, March 28th, 9.05. Interesting start time. And then um, June 3rd, they're in action in CONCACAF, the National League. Um, so it should be good. Let's keep a close eye on them. Yeah, last friendlies before we get into some serious competition here for the U.S. Men's National Team. It's going to be a big summer. Big, big summer. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week.